Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote, comment, all of that stuff will make us happy. Also, subscribe to the subtext community. The link is down in the description. Um, early access to a Damon Williams um, video is available to you for people who sub who subscribe to that. Then we'll release it a little bit later on this week. I'm here this week with Derek Vandy, Vandy Griff. And Derek is a weird situation in Ole Miss baseball. A group of fans on Facebook hit me up trying to rally together and start a We Believe chant. And it, I mean, it's a hard year. I understand what's, you know, what they're doing and they want to. I, I okay. I don't know and understand, but um, I'm sure they'll be fine. But the main thing is, I think they're trying to get to Hoover. They want to get to Hoover. So, what's the math to get them there? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand everybody wanting to to believe the season isn't over. And I mean, again, technically the the season isn't over yet. I mean, the the math is still there if, if you really want to dive into it. Uh, but as far as getting to Hoover, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot easier number to get to. Uh, right now we're, we're three games back of that last spot going to Hoover right now, uh, uh behind Mississippi state. They're in the last spot right now going, but, uh, yeah, you know, we, we got three, uh, four weekends left, you know, you get Georgia, Missouri, Auburn and Alabama. So it gets a little bit easier from what we've been doing so far uh in the conference schedule so i mean the the math is really there you know you you'd have to look at uh mainly state and uh uh who who is it can can kentucky maybe no no not kentucky uh in anyway the the one in front uh auburn that's who it is and and, and we've got them coming up on our schedule so uh you know looking at their schedules is, is something we'd really have to look at to to really hammer down the math but from the old miss perspective uh, you know, it it does get a lot easier from here on out. We got 12 games left, and uh, you know, there's there's plenty of time to to at least make it to Hoover. And if you get to Hoover, then you know you can believe whatever you want to at that point. If you win that, you get in the tournament, and kind of like we proved last year, anything can happen when you get there. But there's uh, definitely a lot more question marks with this team than there was last year. That was kind of the thing with them. We knew if we could just get in. We had all this abundance of talent, especially Wade Dilution, Elliot Pitchforce at the latter part of the year. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you can believe all you want. And look, I'm I'm going to tune into every game I have, every game so far this year, and I will until the season's over with. You know, and I'm gonna keep cheering them on, and uh, I'll, I'll be just as thrilled with every single game they win, whether that be one, two, three, or if they end up sweeping and winning all twelve. And I'm gonna be just as pissed off with every loss they have the rest of the year too. So. Uh, I understand the the people wanting to believe and 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 having that that mindset. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's it's one thing that makes Ole Miss baseball so special on campuses. You know, this is what we use to get us to football season, right? And it's just a little different now because we've never really had a year this bad. So we don't really know what to do at this point. You know, uh, but. Again, we we got four weekends left, and I know Mike and the guys will go out there and they're gonna keep searching for answers. They're they're not gonna mail it in. It's not in their DNA. That's not what any of those coaches do, and and I know that's not what they teach their players. So they're gonna go out there and they're gonna give us every, everything they got. And 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually encouraged the way that they've been playing here lately. You know, it's really frustrating not being able to get that big hit to, to drive in runners. That's what's really killed us so far. You know, uh, it's really frustrating. That they've kind of figured out the pitching staff a little bit to a degree. We're not a great pitching staff by any stretch, but they've certainly been good, <clears throat> good enough to win ball games, and we just haven't been able to close it out yet. Yeah, um, you know, as everybody that watches this knows, I've been a lifelong Detroit fan for about a month yeah. now. Um, and we are 1-11 and against the AL East, and we're 8-3 and okay. against everybody else. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's not a bad division to be losing to, though, you know, especially yeah. with the Orioles playing the way they are over there in the Rays and – Yankees, you, you know, and of course yeah. you got the Red Sox, but uh, they they haven't been particularly good. But yeah, that's that's not a bad division to be bad against, at least. Yeah, it seems like it's like uh, AL East, we play somebody else. AL East, we play somebody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just get them out of the way now, then that way you can make a run later in the year. Yeah, we got um, Adley Rushman and the guys coming into town tomorrow. So, oh, good luck. That yeah. that dude's a stud, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he's something something pretty great. Yeah. So that we we can't hit with people on base. That's the reason you're talking about no. timely hitting and knocking. It. I mean, it, it's just like 200 batting average central on that team. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's some cases that I would like for people to get their batting average up to 200 in conference play. Like that would actually mm -hmm. be an improvement, which is obviously really frustrating considering what we expected of this team coming into the year. You know, kind of, kind of expected them to carry us offensively, and and it just hadn't happened since we got to conference play. And uh, you know, but one way to look at it, though, you know, and I I know we'll delve into it as the you know weeks and all go by after baseball season stuff like that. Though there's there's a lot of things to be really encouraged about for next year as far as how this team's set up. I mean, we've got all these pitchers come back. We're we're going to throw the fire out of the ball next year, and uh, you know I'm. If I'm Mike Bianco, I'm getting Will Furness and uh, Judd Udermark and, and John Kramer all the at-bats I can the rest of the way and get those guys ready because, you know, you're obviously going to hit the transfer portal hard to try to fill in these holes offensively. But I think those are three guys that can really contribute day in and day out for us next year. Uh, so go ahead and get them the experience, get them the at-bats, and, you know, kind, kind of use those three as the core of your lineup, uh, you know, Furness has been really good for us, I've thought, this year, you know. And, you know, him him hitting that home run against LSU, how awesome was that, right? You know, with his mm -hmm. dad playing there and all. I know we've talked about it a hundred times on this podcast, you know. But with Paul Skeens coming out saying there's not going to be any beer showers and then Will Furness is the one that, that gives him his first one, you know. That was – I'm sure that was really special for the Furness family. And, and, and he had a good weekend, ended up – uh, getting a hit in every game and ended up driving in a run there on Sunday too. So uh, great job by him. You know, we're really excited to see what he's going to be able to do. I think he's going to be a, a stud for us in the middle of that lineup for the next couple of years. You know, we just got to fill in the gaps around him now. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody that listens to this show knows that I'm crazy about Will Furness. So yeah, <clears throat> give me a preview and a look at the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, well, Georgia's got one of the best freshmen in the entire country coming in, you know, so we we are going to have a treat seeing one of the best young players in, in the country in Oxford, Mississippi this weekend. Uh, his name's Charlie Condon. He's a right fielder, 
and he hits everything, man. He, he's hitting 416 with a 1362 OPS, already hit 18 home runs this year, eight doubles, driven in 54 runs, uh, has played every single game and is still hitting 416. I mean, you're it's not quite as good as Dylan Cruz, but I mean, you're you're getting to that level as a freshman, you know. He's he's really been something and uh and they got another guy playing playing left field, Connor Tate. He's he's hitting 354. He's he's got 14 home runs this year, but what really impressed me. He's got 16 doubles to go along with it. So you're talking 30 extra base hits between home runs and doubles, you know. Uh 44 RBI. So that's that's a tandem we got to deal with. Uh they're a team that don't that doesn't pitch it particularly well. They're second to last in the SEC and ERA. Uh, but one thing that they do do is they field it really well, so they're not making their uh, pitchers get extra outs. That's one thing that's kind of killed Ole Miss a little bit this year, and uh, you know, kind of kind of something we talked about Mississippi State too last week going into that series, how many errors they made with that bad pitching staff. But Georgia doesn't do that. They lead the SEC in, in fielding percentage, have the fewest errors. Uh, they just have trouble getting arms in the games that can get outs. So, uh, but with this struggling offense, the way they're going right now, you know, this might be exactly what we need to kind of light a fire under them a little bit. Uh, but Georgia's coming in off off of a good weekend against Arkansas too. You know, they they ended up sweeping the Razorbacks, big big series win for Georgia, really improved their standings in the NCAA tournament because they're they're not out of this thing yet. They got a 28 RPI and a number two strength of schedule. So Georgia's really playing for something when they come into Oxford this weekend. So uh, it's going to be a very motivated team. Um, you know, so Ole Miss is going to have its hands full, and we'll we'll see what Mike and the guys have for them as far as the pitching staff and all. Uh, hadn't heard anything on Jack Doherty if he's going to be available this weekend or not. That's obviously a huge piece to our pitching staff. Uh, but we do get Riley Maddox back, and uh, you know, I I don't really care how it looks while he's out there. Just seeing him back on the mound after that terrible injury last year, him having to have Tommy John when he was having such a good freshman year for us. Uh, it's going to be nice to see, and I'm really happy for the kid to be able to get back out there on the mound in SEC play. And, uh, you know, it, it may look kind of like Hunter Elliott's did last weekend for us, uh, but then again, he may come out and he may shove, who knows. But however it is, really happy for him to get back out there, uh, you know, really hope Hunter kind of gets a little bit more of a feel for it after the rough outing against LSU last weekend. Uh, but, you know, when, when you haven't pitched in two months, you know, and you go out there against the number one team in the country, you know, there, there's going to be some rust to knock off, not holding that against him either. So it's just nice to see these guys getting healthy. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can string some things together this weekend. And speaking of Hunter Elliott, they did 40 pitches on his first outing. Now, do they go to 50 yeah. or 60? Do you know how they do that? I, I haven't seen any kind of announcement of how they would do it. I would imagine they would ramp him up a little bit, not not too much. Uh, you know, 50 or 60 would definitely be the tops, I would think. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they decided with the way things are going right now, if they just capped it at a hard 40 again and and really slowly worked him back into this, uh, into this rotation, you know, because uh, they're – it'd be a lot different if we were fighting for our postseason lives or, or trying to position ourselves for a, a regional or something like that. But, you know, at, at the current time, uh, you know, that's, that's just not what we're playing for right now. Uh, so get him out there, let him get his work in and uh, see how he looks. If he has a little bit better feel 
feel for things and uh you know hope, hopefully when he wakes up next morning he's feeling good and able to do it again next weekend that's that's really what you look for right now for a guy coming back from that kind of injury all right thanks for making the locked on Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day every day is tomorrow on the show Damon Williams he's going to tell us why he chose Ole Miss why um what all-star game he's looking at yeah. Stuff like that. He's going to have all those answers to your questions on tomorrow morning's show. That's Damon Williams, Ole Miss's 2024 quarterback commit. Thank you very much, Derek, for stopping by today, and we'll we'll see you next week, bud. All right, man. Appreciate it. Hi, Toddy. Hi, Toddy.